The Alabama Crops Report Podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Alabama Crops Report Podcast. I'm Scott Graham, Extension Entomologist. And I'm Amanda Shear, Extension Plant Pathologist. And it's been a few weeks since I've been on an episode, so you probably thought that the morning glories in my cotton plants weren't letting me out of the field, but I am back. I survived. The, the morning glories, you sound like a... I sound like a weed scientist. Well, I have a kind of borderline weed cotton trial going on in a couple locations. The weeds were not the main goal, but they're there, whether we <laughs> like them or not. So I feel like I'm encroaching onto Steve Lee's territory a little bit. Yeah, well, it's been such an interesting year trying to, it's been difficult for even on the research station to get equipment into some of these fields to spray weeds and stuff like that. It's, it's just been a challenging year. And I feel like we say that every year, but it's it's especially true this year with all this yeah. rain. Yeah. Well, all right. Our guest today is uh, Cedric Mack. Cedric is our uh, Wiregrass Regional Crops uh, agent. Cedric, how's it going? It's going good. I'm happy to be here. How are y'all? We're good. We're good. So tell us a little bit uh, for folks who don't know you, kind of how, how did you get here and, and what is your role with Alabama Extension? Yes, uh, I'm Cedric Mack. I'm located in southeast Alabama um, with Alabama Cooperative Extension System. Um, I'm a regional extension agent for agronomic crops. I got here the moment I graduated from Auburn University. Um, I actually met Dr. Mike Phillips. He offered me an intern position and um, see, to see if I would like extension, and I did. And um, a position opened up as this REA position, and that's what landed me here. And I'm, I'm liking what I'm doing so far. Uh, I've been here a year, actually. Yeah. And didn't you start during COVID and like kind of the height of the pandemic? So I bet that was interesting for you. That was very interesting. Um, I got, I got hired. I actually, I was an intern. It, I remember um, my intern started from January to, and ended in May. And that COVID spike came through in March, April, and everybody's working from home. So I, and I, was, I called Dr. Fields. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? He said, just work remotely. And then um, I got hired in June. It's still working remotely. So I was lost. But uh, everything is back to just about normal now. Um, we're having face-to-face meetings. Everything is going smooth so as, far. As a regional agent, you're basically working remotely anyway. That's right. You, you are. I'm in a truck just about every day. Sometimes, sometimes I'm in the office, which is rare. If I'm in there, I'm doing something on the computer, catching up on some paperwork, uh, turning some stuff in. But, yes, you're right. We're, we're remotely. Yeah, I, I often joked last year that, the safest place that you could have been was in a cotton or peanut or soybean field. Um, so the work never really stopped for us. And that's really the story for agriculture in general, but just mm-hmm. for onboarding, for getting you on the team, I, you know, and Scott, same thing. I know it was a challenge for you guys last year. And Cedric, you're a native of Thomasville, Georgia. Is that right? That's exactly right. Thomasville, Georgia. But, but an Auburn graduate, we were talking a little bit earlier. So so kind of, I guess it leads into what, what your uh, your first love was in agriculture. Tell us tell us a fun fact about yourself. I love artificial inseminating cattle. <laughs> a lot of people say, why you didn't go to school for animal science then? Um, I didn't, I really fell in love. Well, my, we grew up with cattle, cotton, and peanuts. We, we row crop and had commercial cows. But um, I went to Auburn and um, I worked at the beef teaching unit on Sugar Jordan. And I just enjoyed the purebred operation. I knew I wanted cows someday. I didn't know what route. I learned how to artificial. And soon I went up to the vet school to take a class up there to learn all that stuff. 
and I actually enjoyed it. So cattle, I, I, I love cows and I love animal, I mean, plants as well too, but I really do love cows. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty important. I ate one this weekend. There you go. Part, See part of one. Part, I don't there, that. there you go. Very important. Well, tell us uh, what, what's been going on down the wiregrass the last uh, week or so. The last week or so, guys are back working. And you're probably like, what you mean back working? What happened? Well, we've been getting a lot of rain in the past month or two. Uh, and it delayed a lot of spraying and uh, getting in the field to, to keep crops um, up to date on, I guess, uh, your diseases, disease controls and weed management control. Guys, are I, I would say most of the farmers are caught up on everything um, – the plants look good. There are some disease out there and that, you know, a lot of guys weren't able to get there early to put on a preventative spray uh, fungicide on crops uh, due to all that rain. But you're not going to control that disease 100 percent, in my opinion. But you can, uh, I guess, management, manage it. I don't want uh, Dr. Amanda to, to get on to me about it, but I don't know what she think on it. But that's just my opinion. But guys are back to normal spraying uh, and managing their crops. Yeah, surprisingly, Cedric, I was a little worried that they wouldn't be able to catch back up. And I think a lot of producers, we've had enough breaks in the rain where they were kind of be able to get back onto those fungicide spray schedules. So mm-hmm. I think we're in much better shape uh, that I was a little bit more concerned maybe about a month ago. But I think they've caught up for the most part um, in cotton and peanuts. Um, and just for our listeners, you know, again, Cedric's in the southeast part of the state. Uh, do you want to talk about the main agronomic crops that you have in your region, Cedric? Yes, ma'am. Uh, cotton, peanuts, and corn are the top main three. And you see some guys in this part of the world, uh, they'll plant very little soybean, but primarily it's cotton and peanuts. That, that would be the top two. Um, a lot of guys don't want to waste their irrigated grounds with much. But you see guys plant a few soybeans, very little. Co- Covington County actually has a good bit of beans over there. I, I was, Sorry, Scott. I know soybeans are one of your first loves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like all my crops, cotton, uh, soybeans, and peanuts. Uh, I, I was down in the wiregrass at the, the research station this morning, actually, and it looks to me, Cedric, like a lot of our – most of our be- our, uh, our peanut fields are, are lapping. Uh, so yes. We're, mm-hmm. we're starting to get some good growth there. There's a couple of, of fields that look like they had some issues with, with maybe – weather-related things. Cotton seems to be kind of kind of over the board, but for the most part, it looks like we're, we're blooming across most of wire grass. Yes, that- I, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I got out a little bit when I went and got some lunch just to, you know, just to go get some meat, of course. And uh, uh, cotton is blooming. You got cotton blooming at the top already, and that bottom is, you know, putting bowls on pretty good. We're, we're blooming up the top a little bit early right now, but we are. that's just, this, this, you know, all that rain and the cotton doesn't have any root system. And then now that it's finally getting dry, it's, there's nowhere to go to mine that extra water. Mm-hmm. That's right. With these peanuts, I, I had a farmer call today and he was a little concerned. He said, you think it's going to be dry in August? I said, we don't know. You know, I, none of us can predict that, but we need our rains. We need them now. Uh, I was, yep. I was looking at an article the other day. Peanuts required, if I'm saying this right, I read it correctly, but don't quote me. It's it's a read. It's a it's Mills uh, literature out there that that for sure tell you uh, when peanuts are 70 days old, they require approximately about a quarter of an inch of rain a day to reach potential yield. And of course, that varies. You got variables in that equation, soil types. There's a whole bunch of things in there that ties in that. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, I was talking to somebody. You know, we're, 
we're all upset about all the rain that we're getting at one point, but then now <laughs> we're not getting any rain and we're all upset about that too. But that's, yeah. that's just the nature of it. You know, we, mm-hmm. it, it helps to have irrigated fields where you can kind of control that a little bit, but you know, really farming a lot of it is where it's at the mercy of, of uh, the weather. That's right. But I think we're going to have some good crops this year. That's, I really do. I think so. Um, I, I looked at some peanuts with a guy the other day, and um, we were just walking through some fields. They're green. They're pretty nice foliage. Um, no, pests weren't a manage, uh, uh, not a, a manage, a problem there with his peanuts. Um, I mean, the foliage looks good. We, we pulled peanuts from different parts of the field. I mean, the peanuts look really good. Yeah, the only thing I'm really seeing right now is uh, a lot of tomato spotted wilt virus. And unfortunately, there's not much we can do mm-hmm. um, for control now. That's really decisions that are made before before planting and before the furrow is closed. So, you know, I'm definitely seeing it in more susceptible varieties. It's not as much in some of those resistant varieties. Georgia 12Y seems to be holding up pretty well. But that is something that even that you'll notice going through fields where with the canopy being nice and full and green, it's easier to spot those plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want producers to be worried about it because there's really not much they can do. Just be aware of it for next year when you're making those management uh, decisions. That's right. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I see a little bit of that. Um, or maybe I'm not walking enough peanut fields to see, but. I have been seeing a good bit, but not as much as I've seen last year. Last year, I saw a ton of it. Yeah, and that's how it is. It it can be localized to, you know, one part of the county or just a couple fields, and then the other ones will look really nice. So it just depends. But I think last year overall, across the southeast, we were a little bit lower than what we were in terms of pressure in 2019. So it'll be interesting to see uh, across the board, what tomato spotted wilt does this year. But I think it's a little bit higher than in, in some spots than last year, but overall not, not horrible. Like it was in 2019, at least so far. Mm-hmm. That's right. I agree. Well, Cedric, tell the folks a little bit about some of the, the uh, stuff you've got going on there across the wire grass, you know, on farm variety trials, things like yeah. that. Yes. I do have a few on, I, uh, two, I have two, um, I have one dry land, Corn variety trial, one irrigated, and those both are in Pike County. And I do have two uh, on-farm cotton variety trials, uh, and they're both dry land, one in Henry County and one in uh, Barber County. And uh, another project that I'm that I'm working on with Dr. Ron and Dr. Graham, uh, the pheromone traps, uh, these moth traps. And I don't know what's going on with moth traps. Uh, one week they'll be loaded. Another week they won't be loaded. I don't know what's going on with these traps out here. Yeah, those, those pheromone, pheromone traps trying to catch the, the uh, soybean looper or, or corn earworm moss, they can be really hit or you can move them a quarter of a mile down the road sometimes and they'll pick up three times as many as they were where you got them. You know, it's just- mm-hmm. When I was a student at Auburn, uh, I had one, in, uh, I want to say shorter, Tallahassee doctor. Mm-hmm. What doctor on, of course, uh, Ron Taylor's farm. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, It was consistent. Every time I'm talking about it would be loaded, it it wouldn't, it didn't vary too much in there. It had good pressure there. Another thing, Cedric, I'll, I'll, I'll break it to you here now uh, live. It'll probably help us evaluate some stink bug tests in the next couple of weeks if you're around the research station. Yeah, if I'm around, uh, give me a notice um, with stuff going on AR. I can be here today and won't be back until next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's that's working remotely. I, I, I'm somewhere everywhere. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm very surprised, you know, uh, with me being young like I am, and 
you know, uh, you know, in this job, people got to build trust in you to call on you. Um, but I'm fortunate to say that a lot. I have people, people trust me to call. I'm actually busy. You know, I'm some of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, you, you got to ride around a good bit song with, with William Birdsong last year and, and kind of see the ropes and things. So I, I think you're, you're well prepared to try to help help the folks down that part of the state. That's right. And I guess just being active, when people see you out and about wanting to learn, like what you're doing, they'll use you. They will use you. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that we we do in extension. And, you know, just chatting with our stakeholders, producers, and the best thing you can do is just go out there and check out their farm. And I mean, I get tons of texts from Cedric and some of our other REAs. So it's always good to hear that you guys are getting out and about and, you know, being so new to the system that they're trusting you and reaching out. That's right. And one thing that I like about extension, we're not selling nobody anything. We're just education. You know, uh, it's no stress. It can be stressful when you when you book yourself up. But as far as trying to sell something, all I'm doing is selling you the research that y'all guys have done. <laughs> you know, you can't beat that. All right, Cedric. Well, we appreciate your time. We know you're uh, a busy man, but unless you've got any other uh, parting shots or I don't know if you got any uh, field days or anything lined up for the next month or so, uh, I, I guess we do actually have one. So why don't you we talk do. about – Yeah. Yes, we actually have a field day this month, August 20th. Um, come if you can. We'd like to see you. Uh, we will have a fish fry if that if that'll get you to come as well. But yes, that starts at eight o'clock. Come on, get registered, sign in, and 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 come see some good crops and some research and and hear some updates from our specialists. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking looking at it here, and, and the registration starts at seven thirty, and we've got uh, several updates until eleven thirty from different uh, folks at Auburn on some of the research that we're doing in the Wiregrass. So that'll be at the, the Wiregrass Research and Extension Center in Headland. Uh, registration starts at 7.30 and the, the tour groups leave at 8. Yeah, and it'll be exciting for our listeners because if you do come, you'll get to meet me and Scott in person if you haven't already. Steve Brown, who's also been on the podcast, will be there. Uh, Chris Balcom. So a lot of good guests that you've heard from throughout this podcast season uh, will be there. Yeah, the, the dirt doctor, Audrey Gamble, will be there as well. Uh-oh, she's going to get you for calling her the dirt doctor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cedric. Well, thanks. We appreciate your time and and uh, sit down visiting with us today on the Alabama Crop Support Podcast. And appreciate our listeners, folks, folks uh, logging in and listening to us every week. Uh, as always, if we can ever be of any help, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. Yes, call us if you got a problem. The Alabama Crops Report Podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.